Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. It's cutting out, Gene. I can't hear anything. Do you hear anything now? I can hear you now, yeah. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. With Michael Boldea. It's doing the same thing, Gino. It's, I, I can't, I heard the first five seconds and then it stopped again. Maybe your audio file is corrupted. Now I can't hear you at all. All right, Mike's ready. You can hear me? I can hear you. Let me run it once more here. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Same thing. Huh. It's working on my end here. Play the other intro. All right. It was very late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock. As Stan said, I showed him the rock when he came to my home. And I was just thinking, what did I do? I was crying so my family wouldn't see me. And all of a sudden, I saw a light coming towards me. When I saw the light, I thought it was a car. Because in Romania and in Italy, they always try to run me over with cars. So I thought, they found me here too. But it was not a car. The light surrounded me. And out of the light I heard the same voice. It was the same angel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? Why did you punish me so harshly? What did I do? Why couldn't you let me stay in prison? But my family would have had a home. I don't have a bed to let my head down on. Why was I brought here? Dimitri, I brought you to this country because this country will burn. So why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in jail in my own country? He said, Dimitri, be quiet. Get beside me. I don't know what the device was, but he pulled me beside him and he showed me all of California. Do you see what I've shown you? This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins have reached God and God has decided to punish them by fire. He came and showed me Las Vegas. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah and one day it will burn. He came and showed me New York. This is New York. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day it will burn. And then he showed me Florida. This is Florida. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. And in one day it will burn. You've been listening to the Wake Up America message with Dimitri Dudeman. For a copy of this very important message, please go to our website at handofhelp.com. Never before in the history of our country has our nation been in more jeopardy than now. Please order a copy of the video Wake Up America at the handhelp.com website and get the warning out while we still have time. All right. Well, hopefully that's working. Uh, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. What was that, Gene? 
All right. Well, welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. If you're hearing this, it means it it, it worked. Uh, if you're not hearing this well, uh, it means the opposite. So this is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And uh, another week has come and gone, and uh, we're closer to the end of all things than we were a week ago. Wow. Uh, if uh, this keeps up, we're going to have to do two programs per week just to fill in uh, all the stuff that I want to talk about. And yes, uh, because I do the program, I get to decide the topics that we discuss. I get to talk about the things that I deem important uh, for the moment. And uh, right now, um, I guess the most important thing as far as uh, those of you living in the U.S., especially if you happen to be near Florida way, is... uh, Stay safe. Uh, Apparently, this was a doozy of a storm. Uh, What was it? 1.4 million people without power. Uh, Fatalities, they say, in the hundreds, which uh, let's hope for once that the trend holds and uh, the people uh, providing the news are lying or exaggerating. Uh, as they are wont to do. Huh. Well, um, yeah. Hurricane Ian, or Yan, uh, depending on how you want to say it, uh, struck Florida uh, last night. Today is, uh, let's see, um, September, the 29th, the year of our Lord, 2022. So uh, this is the recording, but it's fresh. Uh, and uh, just pray for the people of Florida. Uh, I, I understand. They, they chose to leave, li- live there, and it's really nice when it's really nice, and sometimes there are storms, but uh, they, they still need prayers, and they need support, and they need uh, to know that people uh, are, are, are standing by them. Uh, it's not fun to lose everything. It's, it's not fun to, to go through something like this, and if uh, the news is correct, and there are perhaps hundreds of fatalities, uh, well, it's, uh, it's going to be a bad couple of weeks, maybe months, before they, they start to put their lives back together again, before they start to um, have some sort of semblance of normalcy. I remember uh, I, I lived through the big quake in Southern California, uh, and... Uh, it wasn't, I mean, there was destruction and there was, you know, buildings that collapsed and there was a bridge, but uh, it's, it's the shell shock that you see in people's eyes for sometimes afterwards that really gets to you. And I remember I was still young. I was maybe 11 years old when it took place. Um, but I still remember that, that look of anxiety, that look of, uh, I guess that's what PTSD looks like, is, is the best way I can put it. Uh, if, if you've ever seen somebody with uh, post-traumatic stress, somebody who's been to war and come back home and uh, left little pieces of their sanity uh, in, in some sand pit somewhere, you know that look, uh, that, that glazed over look, that hollowness in the eyes that really, uh, you know, makes your... Uh, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Let's put it that way. Uh, what do we talk about? Uh, there are things and there are things. The first thing that I wanted to discuss, and I know it's coming out of left field, but uh, because it's the man uh, was prominent in my family's history, uh, because he was one of the people that brought in the Bibles that my grandfather smuggled throughout Russia and Ukraine and Romania. Uh, I, I thought it fitting uh, to, to let you know that Brother Andrew, uh, the founder of uh, Open Doors Ministries or Open Doors Mission, uh, the man who wrote God's Smuggler, uh, passed away at the age of 94. So... Uh, 
slowly but surely that, that generation of laborers and warriors and brave men who did what we now would deem the unthinkable uh, are passing on to their reward. And uh, there's very few that I see uh, willing to stand in the gap, willing to fill their shoes, or even attempting to. It's hard. It's, it's almost impossible to fill those kinds of shoes. Uh, selfless people with a mission who risk their lives time and again to bring the word to people who otherwise would not have had it. Uh, there, there's something to be said about their boldness. There's something to be said about their courage. Uh, there's something to be said about their faithfulness. So, uh, yeah, Brother Andrew uh, passed on to his reward. I was sorry to hear it. He was 94 years old, and as I've mentioned before, uh, if, if you get past 70 in this life, um, you, you, you beat most people's timelines. So God bless him and the work that he did. Uh, and now on to other things. Oh. Where to begin? I know there's so much stuff. There's what, the FBI raiding uh, the home of a man who uh, started some sort of organization that, that was anti-abortion. I know if you stand in the way of killing babies, well, just expect a knock on the door. And it's not really a knock because they'll, they'll just boom. They'll, they'll, they'll kick your door in and scare your kids and the one thing that I wanted you to stand about this, and I keep reminding you because there's still some of you, well, you know, good guys with guns, the police, the FBI, those people wouldn't do something that's uh, nefarious. Those people wouldn't do something that goes against their moral code. Those people, they're the salt of the earth, those people. And time and again, we see these stories where those people are more than happy to just follow orders and kick in a door and scare a bunch of kids and arrest a man uh, who allegedly pushed away somebody that was harassing his son at an abortion clinic. You have outright rapists and murderers being released on no bail in New York. You have people clubbing old people over the head and stealing their dentures because they thought they were gold. That the, the police coming, ah, just go. It, it's why, you know, you're, they're going to let you out in a couple hours anyway. Yet a man allegedly pushed away somebody that was physically assaulting his son, and that warrants an FBI raid. And the thing of it is, I, I, you already know that the current FBI is wholly corrupt. They're doing the bidding of this administration but you need to be reminded that, yes, even the, you know, foot soldiers, even the average Joes are going to follow orders and do unspeakable things because they will justify it in their minds. A, if I don't do it, someone else will. B, if I lose my job, who's going to feed my kids? So rather... Your kids get PTSD. Rather, your kids get terrified because somebody's screaming and yelling and pointing guns and arresting daddy for something that a judge actually threw out. They tried to prosecute this man, and a judge threw it out because it was obscenely foolish. He protected his child, but the FBI said, nay, nay, we're going to make an example. Now, I understand you're sitting back and going, well, well, that doesn't matter to us. He was Catholic. I know Joel Osteen will never risk having the FBI raid his home or being arrested. Ask yourself why. Because from where I'm sitting right now in, in, in somewhat chilly Wisconsin, I have more respect for that man that, that stood up for his principles, that, that was standing there at that abortion clinic, even though he's Catholic, than I do for someone like Joel Osteen. I know. Hate mail commence. Or Beth Moore for that matter. See, I had to throw her in there. So I, we're, 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 we're sort of 
looking at what other people are doing and discounting their labors just because they're of a certain denomination. And, and I've seen that, the, the holier than thou, it's, it's especially true among our Calvinist brothers because, well, you know, hey, we're, we're the elect, okay? So uh, once saved, always saved, we're elect. So if you're not, boo-hoo, if you don't believe in what we believe, then you're Ichabod. Uh, but somewhere you have to make allowances for the fact that there are people that aren't famous, that don't have mega churches, that don't drive around in half-million-dollar cars, that don't have private jets, that are doing more to protect the innocent, that are doing more to protect the helpless, that are doing more to stand in the way of evil than the individuals much of the modern-day church looks up to and praises and glorifies. Dad, who said, you know what, I'm going I'm to do something because... I cannot live with myself if I don't. They're killing babies, and all I'm doing is standing there going, there is another way, madam. You don't have to kill it. Adoption is an option, and all these things. So, yes, uh, the the Federal Bureau of the Eye uh, thought to itself that this man posed such a threat and risk to the continuity of civilization itself that they raided his home and scared the stuffing out of his kids and dragged them out in handcuffs. So again, the reason I'm mentioning this is twofold. First of all, God bless this man for standing up for what he believed was right. Second of all, don't for one second think that the people with the guns won't do what they're told when the time comes just because it's a little stinky, just because it seems a little off-putting. What, crying kids, screaming kids? Who cares? Kick them in the face. We got orders and we got a job to do. So if you think that there's a line of defense between you and the ghouls, if you think there's a line of defense between uh, people that are rabid with power and hungry for it to the point that they're willing to throw innocent people under the bus, Uh, stop deluding yourself and stop fooling yourself. There is no line of defense between you and them. And this man was used as an example. He was used as a cautionary tale because If they did that to him, the message is clear. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your head down. And we might just go on to the next person. We might just go on to the next guy. Otherwise, if you don't, well, then we are going to knock on your door one morning while your kids are still rubbing sleep out of their eye and make sure that your neighbors know what happened, that your kids are terrified because we will not allow dissent. We will not allow you to say something contrary to the narrative. You have to walk in lockstep. Yes, boys can be girls and girls can be boys. Abortion isn't murder, it's a choice. Say it. Even if you don't mean it, say it. Or somebody's going to come a-knocking. Never mind that crime is spiking throughout the country. In every major city, you're seeing crime explode. It's these anti-abortion folks, these, these, you know, Jesus freaks, these, these, these people that think life's worth something, the life of an unborn baby's worth a thing or two. It's those people that we have to look out for. It's those people that are a danger, a fundamental danger to our society. Scary stuff. 
But it's not like somebody didn't tell you this was coming. It's not like somebody told you months and months and months ago. Don't don't get excited about, oh, the army's going to be on our side and the Fed, you know, they're not going to do something that, you know, is unconstitutional. Please. And it hasn't even gotten bad yet. Uh, it's It's likely going to, though. Because uh, in case you haven't heard, the Nord Stream pipeline, the pipeline that carries gas from Russia to Germany, has been sabotaged. It's the best way I can put it, given all the details that we already know. This was out and out sabotage. There's, there's, there's no way around it. Now, the question that we must answer here to for is who exactly was behind said sabotage? And you have to take this down a logical path. First, perhaps it was the Europeans. Well, probably not. Because the Europeans know that if they destroyed the pipeline, they would have no gas. If they have no gas, then they will freeze this winter. It's as simple as that. They would not have done it. Because I promise you, the closer we got to winter, the more leverage the Russians had to the point that they would have given in to whatever demands the Russians had. The other theory is that Russia destroyed its pipeline. Why exactly would they do that? Russia could just shut it off. They didn't have to blow it up. So it's kind of foolish to say, yeah, the Russians did it. No, they, they shut off the gas whenever they want. They didn't have to destroy it. So that leaves an unknown agent. Now, granted, it's highly suspicious that you brag about destroying or not having access to Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2, and then a couple months later, (gasps) holes appear. If you don't know who that individual was, well, it's none other than the man who talks to dead people now. What was he doing? He was trying to call out a dead congressperson in the crowd or something? Yes, none other than your favorite president of all time, Mr. Robinette Biden. He actually talked about this two, three months ago. Oh, we'll just just trust me. They're not going to have the pipeline. Just trust me. Now, personally, as an individual who is rational and logical, I don't believe that we've ever been closer to World War III than we are today. If it's proven that we used the cutout, if it's proven that we knew about it, if it's proven that we uh, sanctioned the destruction of the pipeline, uh, there's, there's no walking back the aggression anymore. Understand this. The Kremlin said on Tuesday that it cannot rule out sabotage as the cause of significant damage to the Nord Stream pipeline network that carries gas from Russia to Germany. The same thought occurred to various European officials as they turned gimlet eyes upon Russia as a potential suspect. Again, propaganda. Why would Russia destroy its own pipeline? All they had to do was turn it off. They don't have to go and blow it up. I'm sorry, makes no sense. The Nord Stream AG consortium called the multiple leaks in both of its Baltic Sea pipelines unprecedented and said on Tuesday it was not yet possible to estimate the timing of the restoration of the gas transport infrastructure. Russia stopped sending gas to Germany in retaliation for sanctions against the Russian invasion of Ukraine, but the pipeline was still filled with gas. 
up to 177 million cubic meters of gas may have already leaked from the breach in Nord Stream 2 with as yet unknown environmental impact. Let that sink in. Why would the Russians sabotage their own pipeline? It makes no sense. There is also the risk of an explosion, although environmental analysts say the gas would probably disperse enough in the Baltic waters to make that unlikely. The Danish Maritime Authority nevertheless issued an advisory that the Nord Stream 2 leak is dangerous for ship traffic and advised ships to stay at least five nautical miles away. The multiple undersea leaks mean neither pipeline will likely deliver any gas to the EU over coming winter. Irrespective of political developments in the Ukraine war. Depending on the scale of the damage, the leaks could even mean a permanent closure of both lines. A notice from the Eurasia Group, a risk consulting firm, said on Tuesday. Leaks of this size are a severe safety and environmental hazard, especially should Russia not stop pumping gas into the system. We are currently in contact with the authorities concerned in order to clarify the situation. We still have no clarity about the causes and the exact facts, the German government said on Monday. On Tuesday morning, Germany officially declared its suspicion that the damage to Nord Stream was caused by sabotage. So the only question that is of any relevance is who caused the sabotage. I were a betting gentleman. Uh, Well, I know where I'd lay my money. And I think the odds would be that with enough time, because a secret like this doesn't stay bottled up. If somebody sanctioned this, if somebody approved this, if somebody bragged about doing it, I, somebody might have, I just look into it, Google it, as the kids like to say. It will come out. There's, there's, there's no silent but deadly here. Eventually, somebody's going to smell it. And once that happens, once that hits the fan, whoo, doggy. I I don't know what to tell you, kids, other than pray. Because uh, when foolish people are in charge, and as a direct result, they're responsible for your welfare and well-being, and they muck the situation up to this level, uh, I don't... Up until this, I saw diplomacy winning the day. Somehow, I saw both parties coming to the peace table to a certain extent and sort of ironing something out. Now, that's out the window. And you have the president of Ukraine going around going, yeah, somebody needs to take Putin out. Who's going to do it? Somebody needs to take Putin out. I know what you want, kid. It's not going to happen. You want somebody else to take out the leader of a nuclear power uh, just just because, you know, they're doing what they're doing. Who's going to replace them if they take Vladimir Putin out? Nobody's ever thought about that. Nobody has foresight. It may be somebody more zealous than he. It may be somebody that actually has bloodlust for the West. But nobody is forward-thinking enough to, to look at this situation and go, uh, we, we, sh- we should sort of, you know, let cooler heads prevail here. 
Today we faced an act of sabotage, is what the Polish prime minister said. We don't know all the details of what happened, but we see clearly that it's an act of sabotage related to the next step of escalation of the situation in Ukraine. Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki declared on Tuesday at the opening ceremony of another pipeline connecting Norway to Poland. We're talking about three leaks with some distance between them, and that's why it is hard to imagine that it is a coincidence. Yes, it is. It's very hard to imagine that it's a coincidence. Ukraine called the pipeline breaches a terrorist attack prepared by Moscow to permanently compromise Europe's fuel supply and see again. Ukraine apparently has all the details already. And again, I I need to make this, this separation very clear. Because we we work in Ukraine. We help people in Ukraine. We feed people in Ukraine. We provide shelter for for Ukrainians running across the border. Because a lot of people will take the things I say and and, and sort of make an amalgam. Well, then, then that means... No, look. The Ukrainian politicians are as sleazy as any other politician in the world. They will say what they need to say and they will propagandize to no end in order to achieve their desired result. On the other hand, there are real people suffering, starving, dying, getting blown up, getting shelled, buildings falling on them because of what the Russians have decided to do, which is invade part of Ukraine. Those things are not mutually exclusive. They can coexist as ideas. Because I'm, 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 I'm guaranteeing somebody's going to email, well, that, you, that changed quickly. You did a turnaround. No, listen to the past programs. I told you. Look, the fact that the politicians in Ukraine are just as sleazy as any other doesn't take away from the fact that the people of Ukraine need food and shelter and, and clothing and warmth and everything else. But see, again, I don't, I don't trust the Ukrainian government because they're very good at propaganda. There's actually, logically, no reason for the Russians to have blown up their own pipeline when all they had to do was just turn the spigot off. Ukraine called the pipeline breaches a terrorist attack perpetrated by Moscow to permanently compromise Europe's fuel supply and perhaps to nullify gigantic lawsuits from Russia's gas customers by creating a legal status of force majeure. Yeah, because if the Russian government is as bad as they portrayed it, I'm sure lawsuits would just make them shake in their boots. It makes no sense. It wasn't the Russians and it wasn't the Europeans because the Europeans need the gas. This winter in Europe, a lot of people are either going to learn to survive like their ancestors did by chopping down trees and huddling around a little campfire in the middle of the living room, or they're going to freeze. This is very concerning news indeed. We're talking about some damage of an unclear nature to the pipeline in Denmark's economic zone. This is an issue related to the energy security of the entire continent. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said at a press conference, Royal Danish Defense College researchers Anders Nielsen found the timing of the explosions ambiguous, given the opening of the rival Poland-Norway pipeline to, on the same day. Nielsen thought the Nord Stream sabotage might have been a signal that something could happen to the Norwegian gas. See, now every country is afraid for themselves. Even the Norwegians are like, oh, this may affect us. It'll affect everybody. By the by, I know, we're switching gears. Did you hear about the Bank of England? 
I know. Apparently, the English pound is uh, not doing so good. It, it is very, very bad. Uh, the, the central bank has decided to prop it up for a minute, but I don't think that they will have much success. Now, somebody, I, some, some Rubenesque handsome fellow who is follically challenged, I know now everybody's like, eh, what does follically challenge mean? I'm bald. Okay, that's what it means. I'm bald. By choice, I shave my head. No comb overs for this, young man. I shave my own head. Uh, somebody told you, oh, a while back, six months, maybe eight, that the world economy was about to, uh, well, go into a spiral, death spiral, if you will. Uh, it's starting with England, apparently. It's probably going to bleed over into the European Union. From there, it will hop the pond and probably choke out Canada until they're passed out. And then, uh, well, you know, welcome to America. Yes, welcome. It, it will land here. It, it's... It's just a matter of which dominoes fall in which direction. All the dominoes are falling no matter what. So it started with the Bank of England. They're freaking out. It's going to go over to the European Union. I haven't checked the Dow today, so uh, I'm doing it live as I am speaking to you, I know I multitask. Nobody can really multitask. It's a lie. But I, I, I just put Dow on my laptop, and oh my, it's down to 29,223 at the time of this recording. Uh, remember when they were saying, oh, it'll never go under 30? Well, now it's 29.2. Uh, by the end of the week, I don't know, 28.7? We'll see. So everything is being shaken. And you take all the global uncertainty, you take the financial markets not knowing what to do, people's 401ks getting evaporated, people's retirements just imploding, home prices going down, and the more interest rate rides, the less people are going to buy homes because, well, you know, 10%, 12% interest on a home when that home, the asking price is what, 2.5, 2.8 million? Uh, that's some scary numbers. You get to the point where you're like, whoa, Nelly. So the, the real estate bubble is about to uh, kabloom. And uh, with all that they've tried, inflation has not been dealt with at all. Allow me to give you an example. This is, this is from my personal life. Now, it's not that I'm picky, but uh, we have water at our home that isn't really potable unless I decide to boil it, you know, or, or use a filter and all that good jazz. And who's got time for that? I got radio programs to record. So uh, I buy water, drinking water, spring water. Now, I know what you're thinking. We knew it. You sound like one of those pompous people who drinks uh, Himalayan water that was filtered through the bare feet of monks. No. No, I don't. I'm sorry. If you catch me paying four fifty for a one-liter bottle of water, you have my permission to beat me about the head and shoulders with a stick. It's just, it's, it's ice mountain. I, every, every, region has their version of ice mountain it's just spring water in a gallon well ice mountain water uh back in the way back machine of uh 2000 and uh 20 even 2019 was about a buck 19 a gallon there were a couple of places that still had it for 99 cents a gallon and when that when they put it on the shelf, I'd buy it out because 99 cents 
is less than 119. I know we're even doing math. This, this program is engineered to heal and educate. Uh, so it went from $1 and 119 respectively in certain stores uh, to 169 uh, about a year and change ago. Then from 169, it went to 199. And yesterday, I went to the store to buy some water because we were running out. And I look at the price and I'm looking to the left and to the right like I was Joe Biden or something, seeing ghosts, talking to dead people. Like, what? $2.69 for a gallon of potable water, spring water. Not Fiji, not Avion, none of that nonsense where you're just, you buy one bottle in 2017 and you keep refilling it until all the writing gets all pale because you want to feel like you're somebody. Look at me, I'm drinking Fiji. Some monk up in the foothills of the Himalayas probably urinated in the spring, okay? That's how pompous I am. Ice Mountain. The, the, I, and, and I know that some of you are going to give me grief, but water has taste to me. I can drink three different types of water, five different types of water, and I can tell you which my water is, which Ice Mountain is. It's, it's a natural spring water is what they say on the thing. I don't know. It may be toilet water for all I know. But it tastes good to me. And I know you're not supposed it's just water, man. Well, it's water that I like. Uh, so $2.69 from one nineteen. Tell me that inflation's only 8%. And that's just one thing. I, I, I push my cart by the meat aisle, and I'm, I'm going, okay, well, nice seeing you, meat. $44 for a pound of steak, $42, $46. And you're sitting there going, I, maybe dog doesn't taste that bad. Maybe the Asian folk had it right. Because there's a few people that walk their dogs in the morning by uh, where I live, and some of them are pretty husky. You could get a good meal out of one of those puppies. And I, I jest, of course. I know you're horrified because your doggies are going to be with you in heaven and how dare you talk about eating dogs. Well, it hasn't gotten bad yet. At some point, some uh, entrepreneurial fellow will start putting up uh, dog recipes on YouTube and he'll make a mint. He'll be able to afford steak. For all the people that are looking up how to cook dog. I know. And Alex Jones said he was going to need eat his neighbor. So, you know, I, we're, we're, not, we're not there yet. But everything is moving in a direction that is antithetical to the average citizen's well-being. Like I said, I gave you one example. That's over 100%. From, from 119 to 269 for the same water in the same gallon. And they were talking about, well, you know, this isn't going to be a, a sticky inflation. This is going to come. And, and again, because I love you, I'm trying to prepare you for it. They have sort of acknowledge the reality that next year we're, we're in recession territory, even though technically we're already in a recession. If they're trying to prepare you for a recession, prepare for an all-out depression. That's the only thing I have to tell you, and I'll keep telling you over and over again, so that come next year, when that water is going to be 425 a gallon, and I'm going to have to start boiling my own water because I'm not paying that for a gallon of water, you won't say nobody told you. You won't say, well, you know, uh, we would have done something if somebody had told us. The one thing that should comfort you 
is that we are in good hands. They were interviewing Mr. Robinette Biden, uh, what was it, a week ago, uh, trying to discuss inflation. And he's all, it's not a problem. It only went up just a little inch. That's how you know the man has a secret degree in economics. He knows what the economy is doing. Because if it only went up a little inch, well, then what are you worried about? What, $150 a pound beef? $200 a pound chicken? It's just an inch. He's still going to get his ice cream. Dr. Jill's still going to get her hair did, still going to be flowing. And I'm sure that Lady Gaga, she's probably not going to be able to put on that meat dress that she wore because that would be like the most expensive dress in history now. It's like, it's a a steak dress. You have homeless people attacking her, trying to rip off the steak so they can have some meat for the first time in months. You know, even even like former middle class people who are tired of eating rat and their neighbor's dog, attacking her to get a piece of steak. That would be an expensive dress. I don't know if you remember it. I saw a picture. It was disgusting. But apparently, it was a dress made out of raw steak. That's probably worth a cool six grand now. Back then, eh, you know, doable. But, you know, even Lady Gaggers will will be able to afford uh, flowing robes and beautiful dresses that will impress, uh, you know, middle-aged cat moms. So, Italy, apparently, just had an election. And in order for you to understand how the media complex, how the average politician in this country sees you as a middle-class white Christian family, you have to look at the things they say about this woman who just won uh, her election and she's like a working mom or something and she decided enough is enough and her big thing was uh family god and country well wouldn't you know it georgia maloney is now uh basically mussolini in a skirt this is what every talking head on every single channel kept going on and on about Oh, the, the, she, she's the, the most uh, far-right uh, president or prime minister since uh, Mussolini himself. And the only thing this woman said was God, family, and country. She's a conservative. She has a family. She believes in God. And to every talking head, she is a fascist. The worst thing to happen to Italy since Mussolini. This is how they see you. You're not some docile thing. You're not just, well, you know, just Christians. Because I keep telling you, it's going to come back on Christianity and Christians. Eventually, the devil doesn't care about attacking his own. But if they see this woman as a fascist, what do you think they see you as? Now, take that and eliminate the idea that the FBI and the police and the Army and the Navy and the Marines are going to be on our side. And tell me what chance you have. Because, oh, by the by, uh, more and more people are are jibber-jabbering about civil war in this country than ever before. Some some Romanian wearing ill-fitting suits made of wool 
that he bought for $42 at, at, at a rack in, in, in California talked about uh, revolution, civil war, civil unrest back in the mid-80s. Now, you have none other than Mr. Microsoft himself, Wilhelm Gates, the man who desires to see depopulation, talking about the self-same thing. I know, it's scary, isn't it? Bill Gates himself is talking about civil war and civil unrest in America. I was thinking about this. And uh, I honestly, I don't know if we're going to make it, but 2024 will be exactly 40 years since my grandfather had the message for America. 40 years in uh, certain societies is considered an entire generation. So this nation, America, had an entire generation, had 40 years to repent, to turn away from sin, to be obedient and faithful to God and the ways of the Bible. Squandered every single day of that time. 40 years. You know, I, it's, it's still what? Two years away? Not really because we're, we're at the end of 2022. So all we need to make it is, is another year and change. Eh, I give it a shot. But it would be uh, interesting from a uh, mathematical sort of point of view that 40 years after the message for America was delivered, America finds itself on the precipice of destruction. All the things that made it beat its breast. We are rich. We are strong. We are unbeatable laid waste because if you are not a righteous nation if you are not a holy people all those other things matter not a whit you could be strong and your strength will leak from you slowly but surely you can be rich one day and discover that The riches you thought you had are a lot less than you thought because you budgeted for $12 a pound steaks and now they're 46. You could be wise in your own eyes, but your wisdom will be turned against you. Only thing that a nation can be The only thing that a nation can do in order to ensure that it will remain a nation is be a righteous nation. And I don't care how patriotic you are. I don't care how nationalistic you are. I don't care how tilted the view through which you see this nation is, how biased your opinion might be. I don't think anyone listening to this program can say with a straight face that we are a righteous nation. So the things that are coming the things that are about to envelop the earth, everything the book says will occur during these last days. Every single one is well earned. It's not as though God will pour out his wrath in a matter 
that is not equal to the rebellion that this nation manifested, and in fact that the world manifested. We need to come to terms with the reality that all the things we thought would be safety nets, all the things we thought would protect us from rogue regimes or tyrannical governments or having to hunt rats with a stick. All those safety nets are coming undone. And some people, for better or worse, took the time to warn you. For better or worse, they took the time to tell you, hey, this is happening, it's coming. And nothing can stop it, save a repentant heart. At least we tried. It's not as though we succeeded, but man, at least we tried. And that's why I think I have a very deep respect for people like Brother Andrew and those of his time and those of his era. Convert the whole of Europe. They didn't put a Bible in every hand. But at least they tried. They did the best they could. And there were souls that were saved. There are now generations of Christians in places where there were nearly any Bibles because of people like Brother Andrew. What will Joel Osteen leave behind? What will Creflo Dollar leave behind? Because in the cold and dreary future that lies before us, there are certain careers that will become obsolete, one of them being prosperity preacher. So anyway, I know. I got I got glum at the end here, but it's one of those days. What are you going to do? Pray for the people of Florida. If you happen to, I don't know, shortwave this, because I don't think you have internet and there's no electricity, but uh, if you listen to this, at some point in the future, know that there were people praying for you. May God bless you. May God keep you. Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's sober, you know, but if you Google all the things that judges and people in America in some form of judicial role try to come against God, whether pro-life things, God in school, Bible in school, Ten Commandments in a federal building. It's like we're almost, as a country, trying to indict the Lord, indict God. You know, women demanding my body, my choice. No, God gave you the body. And God gave you that body to produce life, the life that you got. How many people alive today would say, well, now that I'm alive, please abort me? Not too many. And it's uh same with marriage. Our country's on a absolute diehard quest to go against traditional marriage, at least in the law. Our law is that, you know, if you're gay, you can get married. Well, I guess they forgot about Sodom and Gomorrah, what happened there. And... You read Revelation 18, our sins have what? Our sins have piled up. Piled up. God says in Revelation 18, in as much uh, as you've lived in decadence and these other things, how much more will the judgment be? And Babylon became a what? Harlot to the nations. So... I totally agree with what Mike said. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. 
Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all the